Okay. We have 47 kilo world champion Tiffany Chapon, otherwise known as Turbo Turbo Tiff. <laughs> Turbo Tiff. <laughs> and uh, we got our boy Penna, uh, the 66 kilo world champion. And um, how are you guys doing? Feeling fine. good? Feeling fine? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> On a Sunday. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were just talking beforehand about like, all of the, uh, we hop on here and um, the USAPL thing just got announced. USAPL got voted out and it's like, oh my goodness. It's, uh, it is what it is. These are strange times, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think, you know, uh, like we said, this was probably foreseeable given what happens at, what happened at Worlds and stuff. But seeing it happen like for real, for real is way different. 25 years they were in the IPF. And um, now, now they're gone. And uh, it doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean all the lifters are gone. Um, obviously, uh, when they were under suspension, a lot of top lifters resigned already and jumped over to an IPF affiliate and were and competed in the IPF worlds. But then moving forward, I mean, that's what happened in 2021. Moving forward, who knows? You know, uh, year to year, things could change. People could be one fed one year, another fed another year. Things change for their priorities. And like, nobody knows how things shape up. Um, I don't freaking Just know. Just imagine six, like six months uh, prior to this, uh, this time six pack Lepidet go goes to you. And he's like, you know that the USAPL is going to, is going to, get, it, to get voted out of the IPF. Dude, if you had told me like in 2019, um, yeah, this is where we're going. Like when we were at those worlds in two years, yeah. this is what's going to happen. I'd be like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I knew there was always like, obviously in 2019, there were things going on. Um, but I in between the two federations, right? The national fed USAPL and the global fed IPF. But I, we all knew there was issues, but we didn't know it was going to necessarily come to this. Yeah. This is, this is the last one. This is the last straw. I still don't like you know I think I wouldn't like to be in the shoes of the top lifters in the US right now because yeah. then you choose the IPF route and hopefully you can compete to become world champ or do you stay with the USAPL because maybe they provide something else or maybe you supported them for, from day one and you want to be like loyal to them but then you don't know what you're in for so this is it, man. And coaches and everything. It's it's tough all the way around. Uh, I, I hope that they won't do something like, you know, <clears throat> like if you're coaching, like with the, with the IPF, you can't be uh, associated with, um, you know, uh, athletes competing uh, untested or stuff like <laughs> that. You know, like the, the infamous time where Ed Cohen was having, was giving a seminar and the IPF was like, if you're participating in that seminar, you're going to get a ban from the IPF and stuff. So I, I just hope this doesn't come down to stuff like that, you know? I mean, um, yeah. I think you'll be able to coach people. Um, like if you have a coaching service, uh, you could coach people in the untested, you could coach people, whatever the heck. I think it's more if someone gets suspended and then um, how closely affiliated you are and whatever, oh, yeah. you know, I think things change like that. But if someone's never been suspended, they're just in a different federation. 
I don't, I think it's like, whatever they know, you know, I don't think anyways. Um, but we'll have to see how things shake up, man. Cause some people are going to be like us coaching services. We'll have some people go USAPL, some people go IPF and then it becomes, you know, can I show up and handle if like I could coach yeah. them program for them, but maybe I can't handle on the day of, yeah. but then again, you got Joey flex who was doing uh, the video handling, you know, like he, he would have someone there, but he could video handle anyways. He's not on the premise. They're just like, give me a call in between sessions and we'll have conversations and stuff. So then there, there's always workarounds. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's 2021, man. And we're pretty, we we're smart cookies, man. We got, we, you know, yeah. we figured things out. We figured <laughs> things out. Like, so um, who knows, man, Th- those are all, that's like, it's, it's some crazy times, Peta. I remember there used to be a time where we just worried about who's going to win in a powerlifting competition. I remember yeah. a time when King of Lifts podcast, we just talked lifters and that was it. Not like, here's the latest political issues, right? Yeah. Oh, I think, I think my, uh, the battery of my headphones will like shut. So uh, let me know if that's still okay. What, are you taking your headphones off? Say, say something, love. I can't hear me. Yeah, I can hear you now. You can? Okay. Yeah. No, you sound just, you sound just as good right now. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Man, man I think you might sound even a little louder and better. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So, uh, Tiffany, how's it feel to be a world champion? Uh... Euh, euh, Panache, je te, je te parle en français et tu traduis ou pas Comme tu veux, essaie de parler en anglais, mais vas-y, si tu veux, je traduis. Ah, vas-y, tu traduis, parce que là, pour le moment, euh, je ne suis pas capable. <rire> okay, vas-y. Euh, bah, dans un premier temps, ça fait plaisir, parce que euh, je ne m'y attendais pas vraiment, même si je travaillais pour, même si on travaillait pour. Mais au final, euh, bah, ça ne change pas vraiment de ma vie de tous les jours. <rire> Okay, so uh, I think uh, she's a little nervous to talk English. So as long as she feels nervous, I'll do the translation. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe at some point she'll just go ramble in English. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, no, listen, if I'm searching for the words and I'm at all nervous, it gets a whole lot harder to find the words when it's not your first language. Yeah. And I, I think it's you. her first ever podcast in English. Oh, damn. So, yeah. Have you, yeah. ha- um, has she done podcasts before? No. Oh, is it the first ever podcast, period? Yeah. And it's in English. It's in a different language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she said that um, that it, it doesn't feel that real, but she was training for that. Uh, and we were working for that also for months and months uh, since she started out when we saw that it was possible, obviously. Uh, but then uh, this doesn't change her day-to-day life. Like she's the same Tiffany that wasn't for a champ and now she's just working. She doesn't like re- refuse to open the door for a car. Someone else has to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. En gros, il dit, en mode, je vais ouvrir la porte avant de So leading into the world championships, did she, what was her expectation? What was her, what was her thoughts when, when Heather Connor couldn't come? Was that like a, was it like okay business as usual or what was her thoughts when she found that out 
Ah, en gros, il dit, euh, en gros, quelles étaient les attentes quand tu as commencé à envisager la compétition de plus, de, de plus en plus proche. Et en plus, ben, quand il y a eu l'annonce que les Américains ne euh, pouvaient pas venir, notamment les Connor, genre, est-ce que ça a changé quelque chose ou est-ce que c'était pareil pour toi et ça ne changeait rien euh, bah, quand Heather euh, a annoncé qu'elle ne viendrait pas, j'étais déjà déçue parce que c'est quand même, enfin, euh, c'était ma plus grosse concurrente et je voulais vraiment euh, être contre elle, quoi, et, et pouvoir faire un match contre elle. Après, en soi, euh, ça n'a pas vraiment changé mes entraînements parce que je continuais de faire les barres que je devais faire, mais euh, j'avais du coup peut-être plus d'attentes envers moi-même où je devais quand même prouver que euh, j'étais là et que euh, ce n'était pas parce qu'il y avait les heures que euh, je me battais pour, euh, pour être championne du monde. Donc, euh, voilà. Yeah, so, um, so when, she, when, she, when she discovered that Heather wasn't participating, she was uh, uh, a little frustrated, a little disappointed because uh, obviously she knew that she was the number one uh, contender for her at that time and that she wanted to have quote-unquote, a clean win, a clean fight with her. And uh, if she had to become world champ, it would have been by going uh, through Heather Connor. And so when when she discovered that she wasn't going, she was like, things are, like, the stacks weren't lower for her because she wanted to show that Heather or not, she, she would have done a world-class performance and, you know, being really on top, um, who, whoever was the direct opponent, And so, yeah, so I think she would have liked the direct confrontation, but since this wasn't possible, she just continued her training, hitting the numbers that we had planned uh, based off the program and going up towards. Because it was the biggest total we had seen in years at the World Championships for 47 kilo. Um, it, like, it, it had been years, I think I, I'd have to go back how many years it had been, but it was huge. And, um, and to do it at 20 years old, she's 20, right? You're 20? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a huge monster total for a 20 year old. And then obviously a few weeks later to have done 402.5 at 20 years old is now starting to get crazy because the biggest total we'd ever seen is 408. So you were right there knocking on the door at 20 years old. Um, it's a little <laughs> like, this is happening fast for everybody else. Who's like, Um, who so for a lot of people, it's like, who's Turbo Tiff? Boom, you show up, win the world championships, and at 20 are doing some incredible totals. You know, and we talked a little bit about this last time, Pena, where you said her progress has been staggering with how quickly it's come. Um, how does she feel in terms of, of her progress, the numbers she's posting up, I mean, if she hit her third squat when she did 402.5 with that uh, super meet in France, it would have been a 405 total. We're talking three kilo off the, 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 the world record. Like, this is crazy. Um, so maybe ask her impression about how quickly things are coming to her and how quickly she's progressing. Oui, genre, en gros, euh, il me demande... Euh... Enfin, par rapport à mon progrès et qui, enfin, il, il arrivait quand même très rapidement. Mmh. Et euh, en fait, bah, dès le début, euh, je m'y suis mise quand même à fond. Euh, J'ai pris du poids, donc forcément, euh, mes barres euh, ont forcément augmenté. Mais euh, 
ça a été aussi très rapide pour moi et je pense que mon corps a dû quand même s'adapter aussi. Mais c'est étrange aussi de... Enfin, parce que oui, j'ai que 20 ans, comme il l'a dit, et que c'est euh, un des meilleurs total euh, qui a été réalisé euh, depuis euh, un moment. Mais euh, c'est étrange aussi pour moi parce que je n'y attendais pas non plus forcément, même si à l'entraînement, on... j'avais déjà réalisé ces barres-là et que je savais pourquoi est-ce que j'y allais. Mais je ne saurais pas expliquer pourquoi est-ce que ça arrivait aussi rapidement et euh, je ne sais pas, j'ai juste travaillé pour et, <laughs> et c'est tout. <laughs> so, um, so, she said that she didn't uh, really realize everything uh, because, you know, we're always, tra always training together and she's always giving her best. And when, when she started out, she was already 100% all in, uh, like never missing training. Uh, like doing two hours uh, of drive uh, just to come to train because uh, the gym is pretty far from where she lives. Uh, and so it was during lockdown. So she was like uh, not really 100% with the law also uh, because there were restrictions <laughs> for where you could go with your car and stuff. But anyways, uh, gang, gang life. But yeah. So, gang life. Yeah, gang life. <laughs> you know, gang life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, won a world title, baby. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Read about this... it. Read about it in the book. <laughs> <laughs> this was why. But yeah, and so when she when she did accomplish that meet uh, like a week ago, um, she knew that this was something possible based off the numbers that she hit previously. But I think that before you hit it on the platform on the day off, and then you see the total with your eyes, you're not really like it's hard to conceive it in a way. And so she had that feeling and now um, she's, I think she said that she's, she's slowly but surely realizing what she's doing at her age and with the few uh, months, years of training she has under her belt. Because it's, um, I'm going to pull up the records right now. Um, one sec here. Yeah, so it's... Um, and I'm, I don't want to butcher her name. I'll, I'll give it my best attempt here. But Wei Ling Chen from Chinese Taipei, who in 2015 did a four a 407.5 kilo total. And Wiley Chang is, uh, I mean, double check here. Wei Ling Chen is like an Olympic gold medalist in the Olympics. Really? We're talking... Oh. The best of the best when it okay. comes to athlete, she won a gold medal in the Olympics. Um, she won powerlifting world championships in equipment. She won powerlifting world championships, classic raw. She's like one of the best athletes in strength sports period. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's the current world record that you are five kilo away from at 20, you know? So when you're, I just need, you got to put it in perspective. <laughs> who you're who you're chasing here is like like the people are it's one of this like this is an olympic champion you know this is this is this is the real deal here and you're 20 years old been powerlifting a year and a half and you're five kilo away and that's fucking nuts and then heather connor did 408 and she's a multiple time world champion and been doing this for all these years so when you come along in a year and a half 
at like 20, you're just out of your teens and you hit a 402, it's like, what the shit? You know, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, so that's why, um, just to add a little perspective of what's going on here. Um, and that world record was set in 2015, which is quite a while ago. And it took Heather Connor. She just did it, I believe this year. So it took a long time. That was a long standing record. Um, but that's the way powerlifting goes, man. One person breaks a record and all of a sudden everybody like new, it's the young generation coming up. It gets crazy, man. Um, they start pushing these standards on us, but, um, how did you, how did you find powerlifting? Like what sports, what, first off, what sports were you into before? Euh, bah déjà, depuis toute petite, je faisais de la boxe. Donc, euh, j'ai fait 9 ans de boxe avant de commencer la force. Et euh, avant de commencer la force, bah, je n'avais jamais touché de barre. Je n'avais jamais porté de poids. Et je suis rentrée euh, comme ça grâce à un homme qui m'a rencontrée. Et, euh, et après, bah, je suis tombée dedans. Et c'est vraiment le sport... Euh, le sport dans lequel je me sens le mieux. Et, euh, et j'ai trouvé, euh, trouvé mon sport, en fait. So, she started out uh, boxing really young. She did nine years of boxing. Holy shit. Yeah. What? <laughs> nine years? Yeah. What the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did she get into boxing? So young. Comment commencé la boxe? Quand est-ce que j'ai commencé la boxe Pourquoi est-ce que j'ai commencé comment, la boxe Comment aussitôt ouais. Ah, comment euh, ouais. C'est mes parents qui... <rire> C'est ouais. mes parents, ils m'ont lancé dans la boxe. J'étais trop petite. J'étais trop petite et trop fine pour, euh, pour <rire> ne pas pouvoir me défendre. <rire> so, her parents said that she was too small and too thin to not be able to defend herself. So, they, 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 told, they told her to go, to go learn boxing. What? Holy shit, <laughs> man, not many people tell their daughter, like their child daughters, like you got to scrap, you got to be able to yeah. throw hands, you got to be able to throw <laughs> hands. Wow. Yeah. So, um, was she competing in boxing? Like how, how was that? Tu as fait des, des combats ou c'était une histoire de combat? Ouais, c'était vraiment l'histoire de combat, je pouvais pas, ouais, ouais. Okay, so she was, uh, I think she was like not even 40 kilos and so she she wasn't able to compete because there was no one to to compete against because no one like met the criteria of being a really small framed 40 kilos yeah. woman so she was just like sparring and training yeah yeah and then and so um she was training uh in a in a gym and then uh, a guy approached her and Uh, said that you know maybe she could be fit for powerlifting for the sport because the guy was uh, powerlifting and I was coaching him back then, uh, the same guy. And so uh, first time she ever touched a barbell was uh, thanks to him. And then she said that she discovered powerlifting and she was like, okay, that's my sport. That's the thing I really want to focus on and to dive deep in. Mm. And then um, she ended up. How how she end up meeting you guys? You she met you through a seminar, right? Yeah. So this was the guy. Uh, <laughs> was the guy that I, I was coaching, and he was like, uh, "Hey, Pana, would you would you like to do a seminar uh, where I train? Obviously, you bring Leah with you because he was a huge fan of Leah as well." And so I was like, "Yeah, for sure." And we went there, and she was one of of the people uh, that were attending the seminar, 
and I, I said it before, but I really want to emphasize on that. She was the, the more involved and she was the one asking a lot of questions. She was writing down on, down all of the questions on a little notebook that she had. <laughs> uh, whenever Leah was showing her something, she was running away to her gym bag, writing this down, going, oh going back. Oh my God. And so, you know, obviously <laughs> we, we talked uh, between us with Leah um, and we were like, the the little blonder was the more involved and the more intense <laughs> of all of them and you know it, it didn't miss because she eventually became world champ a year and something later so she was definitely the more involved in, at the, at, do you remember this tiff yes what were you what was your impression when like did you know who penna and leah were when they came before they came did you already know who they were Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't even know. Wow. That hurts. No. <laughs> no, look at Ben is all hurt. He goes, you should have known. Uh, that, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts, man. Hurts yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's humbling. That's a hot humbling. <laughs> yeah, it's humbling. Um, so afterwards, like, so when you were watching it, so you didn't, you didn't even know, you weren't like, you know, starstruck or anything. They're just, as far as you know, they're just good powerlifters. That's fine. So when you were watching them come with the barbell and they're showing everybody, you know, wh why do you think you, you got attached and like, this is for me? Like, wh what was it that made you think like, I wanna, I wanna do this. I think I could be good at this. Au début, je m'investissais dans ce sport juste parce que ça me plaisait et que je voulais vraiment repousser mes limites et savoir jusqu'où je pouvais aller. Et, euh, et à l'époque, je faisais 40 kilos, du coup, j'étais en moins de 43. Et c'est quand, euh, quand j'étais assez proche du record du monde au squat, donc qui était à 120 kilos et que personne n'avait réalisé depuis un moment, où je me suis dit, là, j'ai peut-être une petite chance. Et après, euh, c'est quand euh, j'ai fait le, le premier, euh, euh, la rencontre là, en février. De euh... ce match She froze her mind oh, for a yeah. second. Yeah. Unless she's just thinking about what she's saying. <laughs> okay, so I think the time she recovers, I'll I'll start the translation. So um when she when she started out, um it was just for the love of the, of the sport because she, she really loved the challenge of you know adding a little more on the bar every week, every every two weeks and like pushing her limits away. And so that's really what got her into the sport a lot, uh, more of, you know, the movement that she likes and that she liked and stuff, but this was that. And then at some point, I think she was squatting close to a hundred and something kilos, like 105, 110. And at that time she was uh, 43 kilos, not 47. And so this was close to the world records for her category, which was like junior 43 which is like 120 mm. something. And I think that's a record that hasn't been done. You know, it's like the standard, like the IPF said, okay, this will be the record. And until it's not beaten, then, you know. And so when she was this close to that number, she was like, oh, okay, things are starting to shape up now. And maybe, maybe that's a sport that I can be good at. And so that's where she got the first little sparkle. And then the second one uh, she said was, Uh, you know, last year in February, we did a meet like pretty much all of Team France, uh, which which was a close meet. And so mm -hmm. when she did that meet, she did, uh, I think 
I think this was the unofficial world record for the 43 kilo women. And when she did that, it was the second sparkle where she was like, okay, now 100% all in, this is my, this is my thing. And I, I'm, I'm made for the sport. Mm. And um, in terms of the two sports, because previously she was doing boxing, you know, they're kind of the same where like you train on your own, you have your own goals, but powerlifting has like a number that you could chase. You know, does she feel like, like, does she take to it? Does she enjoy powerlifting more than boxing? Is that where like, I'm trading off or is it more? Because with boxing, she's in a situation where due to her size and age group, um, you know, she just couldn't find opponents and whatnot, right? So you almost have to move on. You're looking for something else. And oh, wow, powerlifting has like, I, I can do this. Whether someone shows up or not, I lift, I sign up. That's my platform. I get to go no matter what, which is a nice guarantee for somebody in, a, in an age group that might not have a lot of population in there. Um, so does she, does she like miss boxing or, or is she like, no, I fell in love with powerlifting once I found powerlifting. And this is my thing now. C'est compliqué quand même comme question parce que euh, la boxe, ça, ça a toujours fait partie de ma vie. En fait, c'était vraiment ma famille parce que j'ai commencé à 5 ans. Mais euh, je retrouve aussi ce sentiment-là avec vous parce que vous êtes comme ma famille et, et que j'y retrouverai ça. Mais je ne peux pas comparer ce que j'ai vécu en boxe et ce que là, je vis actuellement avec le, avec le power. Du coup, c'est quand même compliqué comme question et je ne pourrais pas répondre. Donc, elle a dit qu'elle a un lien très strong avec le boxing parce que This was her first ever sport. And, uh, you know, she was uh, in, in France. We have, I think, worldwide, but in France, especially, I think we have clubs for boxing. And, uh, you know, it's like a family environment. Uh, you go in, you, you see every face every year, every, every week, every day. It's like second family. This was second family to her. And so um, when she discovered powerlifting, um, we, we kind of became this second family for her. Uh, because she almost immediately uh, started training with us uh, right after the seminar, she, she joined our team. And so um, she said that uh, since she has this uh, same family environment, energy, vibe, she really likes also practicing and doing powerlifting because of that. But uh, she said that she, she can't compare both uh, because for her, boxing has this special place in her heart. And so... She doesn't know. For now, for now, she, obviously, she's 100% on powerlifting, but I don't think she either abandoned boxing either, you know. Um, if you guys are a family, is yeah. Penna an uncle or an older brother? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, right? Or a father figure. Or a father you know, figure. Even, even Anissa, my girlfriend, who's like in the kitchen, laughed at your question. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Older brother, uncle, or father figure? Uh, um, <laughs> I really don't know. Pana um, is special. That is for special. me because, uh, yeah. But I don't know. It, you know, I 
Like, if I'm honest, uh, well, first off, Pena, what do you think? What would you, which one would you pick? I would say I'm the grumpy uncle. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say older brother because um, you want to be like everyone wants to be hip and cool, so a brother would be like you know whatever. But a grumpy uncle, no kidding. Why? Why Man, do you think that? Ryan, I, I'm an old soul. To be honest, with you, are I'm you really? Soul. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that um, obviously, you know, every everyone that I train with, they know that I love them, and that's especially yeah. true for Chief, who's like family for sure. But you know, maybe I sometimes have this vibe where, you know, you have this uncle that's pretty, you know, pretty rough with you, but you know that deep down he loves you. And mm. I would compare myself with that personally, if I, if I had <laughs> to say, and I don't know. It, it, man, I got an older brother and you just described him. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe <laughs> it could be whatever. You know, it's funny. Yeah. So they say that in life, um, you, you will, you'll obviously you have a dad, a mom, but even if you have a dad, mom at present, you will collect in your lifetime, like three other father figures or mother figures in your life. And for a lot of people, and it doesn't matter, you could be still close to your father, mother, but they just become like, uh, like for a lot of people when they go into sports in high school and let's say there's a, a like American football and you have an American football coach, they bring something different because they're not your biological father but they do become it's because they're not your, your dad, dad, but they're older and you, you seek counsel from them. They bring something to your life, you know, in terms like life lessons and whatnot. And you listen to them differently because they're, they're not your actual parent. And um, you'll have like three or four of those in your life. And they don't necessarily stay your entire life. Like you leave high school or college and that person, whatever at my age, like I'm, I'm 42. I've had a few, you know, you come across them and you, you don't stop coming across like later on in life, you don't call them a father figure because I'm a grown ass man, but you have mentors. Like when I came into uh, commentating for the IPF world championships, I had a mentor who took me under his wing. And like, when things get tough, you turn to your mentor and you ask questions. Or when I was in doing like on a reality TV show and I was like in over my head, I was super nervous. There was a TV producer who was like a mentor. I stayed at his house sometimes and he would coach me through, like when you're doing press, when you're doing whatever, like he would walk, I would like take my anxiety down and like help you out. Um, so that's why, like, you know, it, I don't know, Ben, if you, th you might not even know that you play this role and sometimes you don't, but um, when people come in your life, sometimes, man, you know, that's what it is. You actually start mentoring them and you become like it or not, like almost like one of those father figures. And later on in life, they might have other ones at different ventures when they go to certain jobs or whatever the hell. No pressure, homie, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I would say that I had this experience that you just described personally. Um, and it, and it was me. Yeah, and <laughs> I, think, I think if we spend if we spend another world championship together, this will be you. You'll be one of them. But honestly, I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't say that because like you said, I think it's something that has to become personal. You know, it's not that the other person is behaving away. It's just that you receive something and you're like, okay, I would trust this person. I would come to them for advices, for counseling, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I couldn't say for myself, uh, like how, how I'm perceived by others. Um, 
you know, grumpy old, grumpy, you know, uncle. I don't know. Like, uh, well, for uh, you, uh, who was it, Penna? Who, who was like your situation? It's usually situations, man. You just end up in a situation and someone who's got experience just starts walking you through it. And it's like, fucking, I'm glad I'm bumped into this person. <laughs> it's like with powerlifting, it's another uh, handsome, good looking. Is this me again? No, but doggy. You know, I, I'm <laughs> describing you, but until, at the last moment, no, because I was going to say awesome, good looking, bald, big guy. So doggy, the, okay. This... Which is you. <laughs> yeah. He's the, you know, it's the coach of Team Friends. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this was my first ever international event in 2018 in uh, Lithuania. And, you know, uh, until that moment, I was always freaking out before, before meets, warming up. I was second guessing everything and stuff. And so he was the one handling me at this meet. And man, the way he behaved was really, really reassuring, really calm. Uh, and he managed everything so well and so good that, uh, you know, I think thinking, looking back now, I'm always calm and always really composed, uh, before meet while warming up and stuff. And I think I got that from him because I really saw the way he was handling me, the way he was like, you know, handling himself also so that I was feeling really comfortable and really reassured. And when this guy looks looks at you in, in the eyes in the eyes and he's like you're going to fucking pull this man you, you do go to pull it you know yeah. so i would say that if <laughs> if i if i, I would have to have a, a far a father figure in probably think this would be him whose name is cyril by the way um i seen him in your video he's the one who told you he was one of the two guys who told you you're a world champion yeah and yeah. then you started crying uh, you know the thing with him is that <laughs> He became he became my friend actually uh, because after i met him uh in lithuania we just figured that he was living like 20 minutes away from where i live and he's a pt and so i went for i went to him for you know like general my physical health and you know we at sometimes we were like oh let's go let's go let's go grab dinner let's go do this let's go do that and now i can really proudly say that he became my friend and so having him with us was so special. Like, uh, I'm not talking for, just for me, I'm talking also for Tiff because uh, she knows him. I'm talking yeah. for Leah because she knows him as well. And so um, actually he was crying as well because he knew that we were athletes of this caliber. And so that he wanted to be with us when this happens in front of everyone, everybody else. And so, yeah, this he's, he's that special figure for me in powerlifting. Wait a minute, he's the guy that Tiff ran up and hugged after her last deadlift, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I seen him around, and he's in all the different videos. Yeah. And like, um, it's cool now that this guy who gives so much to like all you French lifters now has all these world champions, and he's part of it. You know, he yeah. was like help handle in one IPF Worlds. There was how many of you guys? There's four in the open. Yeah. Like, and this dude's in there. Like, yeah, I'm glad he got a piece of that. But um, I know what you mean. Like, I had a. I remember when I met a guy early on, like it's important when someone lives up. Um, so I was, I was getting into powerlifting and I was reading the new, this is back in the newspaper days. All right. So this is like 2008. This is, this is before Tiff was born. And um, <laughs> I was reading the newspaper. Tiff's like, 
what the fuck is a newspaper? <laughs> what is a newspaper? But uh, I was reading the newspaper and I remember reading Alex, Alex Droltz wins the Canadian national championships and is going to the world championships. And I remember like for powerlifting and I was like, what is powerlifting? And I was reading and I was like, holy shit, that guy goes to my gym. And this told, this is like a national newspaper in Canada. And I was like, that guy is in my gym. And then I was all nervous. I'm like, I think I'm going to approach him and ask him about powerlifting, but you're nervous and he doesn't know me. And I'm like, oh man. So I like, I, instead of doing it face to face, I found him on like a forum, a powerlifting forum. <laughs> He's a member. Although that's like kind of creepy now, but I found him and I shot him a, a direct message, a personal message. I'm like, Hey man, you don't know who I am, but I've been your gym. And like, I read about you in the paper and like, I want to like get into powerlifting. And he was like, I'm going to be there next Tuesday. Um, just at this time, walk up, introduce yourself and, uh, and, I'll, and I'll get you started. And this is like no money, no nothing. He was just like, show just bam, let's work in i'm squatting let's let's take a look at your squat and it was god awful and he just started like walking me through it and i'm like what the shit and then after a couple of months he's like um you know there's a barbecue coming on like with the team the powerlifting team a lot of national champions and what you should go you should come i'm like really he's like yeah 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 it, it like it just happened all of a sudden i was part of a team and i was like involved and it's huge when like someone lives up you know, when you're new, when you're like, man, I'm a little in over my head and someone just lives up and steps up for you. You know what I mean? It's, um, I don't know that I, I having, having a, like finding a mentor is big. And then later on in life, um, when you become one also, then all of a sudden you start learning about yourself and start, uh, you change again, you level up again. But, um, yeah. I, it's almost like you guys are on two different ends of it. Cause eventually this is going to happen with Tiff somebody's yeah. Tiffany's going to be somebody's grumpy aunt. Yeah, she, she will be for sure. <laughs> she will be for yeah, sure. Man. Yeah. 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 She's, she has that, that rough edge, you know? Uh, so I think that she would be, she would be uh, a good successor to the grumpy uncle that I am. Nice. Pass it on. Yeah. 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 Nice. But like you said, man, I think it's really powerful. And, um, I think it's important that you always remember where you, where you come from. And, um, you know, even if you're world champion now, doesn't mean that people don't like your time isn't worth more than people. You know what I mean? Because I think we, we talked about it on the previous podcast we had together um, uh, because you, you don't know who you're talking to because maybe you're talking to the next 47 kg world champ. Mm. Uh, and you and we didn't know it back then and if we were like you know we got paid let's do the bare minimum with this seminar and we'll be done and if for for us tiff was just one of the customers at the seminar and you know it does doesn't make any sense uh i think you have to value the people and the individuals first because you, you just have to be nice with everybody because that's how you develop and that's how you make a sport grow actually i think and so i'm glad that you know we have this mindset with leah that we, we, we took good care of organizing organizing a good seminar, that Tiff was really interested in the seminar, really interested in the subjects. And she was like, oh yeah, maybe I can go train with these guys. And I'm happy that when she came over and trained, we were like super friendly, super you know welcoming with her. And eventually we were talking back then to the 47 kg world champ, you know, and we didn't know that. So- You also didn't know she got hands. 
Okay. Yeah, you didn't, you yeah, didn't know yeah. she got hands. She's 88 I knew, pounds. I knew it. She's, she's I knew it. 88 pounds soaking wet, but she got hands on. So watch your mouth. Yeah, I knew it because when, when we saw her, we were like so impressed by her conditioning. Like physically, she, she wasn't big, obviously, because she was just like 40 kilos, but she was super lean and like pretty muscular. So we knew that she wasn't you know, discovering <laughs> yeah. sports for the first time of her life. You know, we knew she, she was, was an athlete. Friend. You could tell she was. Yeah, an yeah. Athlete. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, does Tiff, do you think, would you ever think about going back to boxing at some point in the future? I mean, obviously you're a world champion. No, no, that's pretty much done. You're like full on. That's just done with in your life. Yeah. Um, bah, fin, déjà, je pensais pas arrêter la boxe, euh, dès le début. Donc c'était, euh, c'était assez compliqué. J'ai dû quand même faire un choix entre euh, la boxe et le power. Après, bon, bah, avec le, avec le recul, j'ai bien fait d'arrêter la boxe, mais, euh, mais non, c'était quelque chose que je ne voyais pas du tout arrêter et que j'aurais voulu continuer. Après, euh, là, à l'heure actuelle, je ne regrette pas du tout et je ne me vois absolument pas recommencer la boxe. Hein. Ok. So, <laughs> she said that uh, it was a rough choice for her because, again, uh, boxing has this special place in her heart. And with all of those years of training and memories and everything. Uh, and I, I, if I remember correctly, At first, she was still boxing and powerlifting, mm. but then uh, she had to make a choice uh, because she wanted to develop as much as she could in powerlifting. So she she never uh, imagined she would stop boxing, but she eventually did for powerlifting. And she said that now uh, she's happy. She's happy that she did it uh, because of how it turned out for her. Uh, and she doesn't his, see herself boxing anytime soon. I think we never know. I would say, and I know her mentality. <laughs> So we never know, but yeah. Because she's 20, like when she's like 28. Yeah. Is yeah, like, yeah, look, yeah. look at, this is how young she is, man. In eight yeah. years, she'll still only be 28. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. Because <laughs> in eight yeah. years, I'll be dead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Just saying, get ready. Get ready. Because I party no, like a no. rock star, man. Love me while you got <laughs> hey, I'm not here for a long time. Man, but... if, it's, if it's like a rock star, then yeah. I'll, I'll be yeah. here. Yeah, man. Put, put my face on his shirt. Be like, in memory of. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my boy. He's gone now, but it's but, all good. Yeah, I agree with you because, you know, uh, at her age right now, I wasn't I wasn't powerlifting back then. So I, I, was, I was just a guy doing law school, and I never thought someday I would be a world-class athlete, world champ, or even a coach in sports because I was, I was practicing sports, but not in this way. So, yeah, I think a lot of things can happen. And that's just us being the grumpy uncles that we are, that we say, you know, never say never. Maybe one well, day you'll become world champion boxing as well. I mean, here's the thing. Like, obviously, <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be amazing. It, it, the, the money's a lot better. I'll tell you that right now. But, yeah, um, sure. but uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess if you're a world champion powerlifter, because one's cardio and one's weightlifting is like, there's no cardio and powerlifting. So like it'll impact the amount of muscle you can put on, you know, the, like it's, it, it doesn't help at all. As a matter of fact, it might, it might impact you negatively to try to do both. And if you're a world champion in one, it's kind of easy to choose, huh? You know what yeah. I mean? Like if she wasn't a world champion and doing everything we just said, we're like some of these records, like, um, like Heather Connor is like one of the goats. Same with, same with, um, I mean, I'm, I'm giving another go on a name here. Wing Ling Chin. 
Um, and if I mispronounce it, I, I apologize, but you know, she's like, like, this is incredible. These are ladies that have done incredible things. So when Tiffany's up there with them at 20, um, yeah, you got to, you got to power lift me. You got to go all in. Otherwise, if you try to do everything, you, you, you'll never go all the way up. You know what I mean? Like you're never going to meet, reach the stars if you try to do everything. And that's like something, that's like one of the things that I wish I learned early on is like, pick something, pick a lane and go hundred percent in that lane and see what happens first. Push first. But if you try to do everything, you'll probably be okay at everything, right? Or good. Yeah, not exactly. Great. Yeah. yeah. And I think I agree with you on that. And I think that, um, the, the fact that she, she isn't, you know, uh, thinking about every anything else than powerlifting for now is part of the of her success because when you think about something else you're like okay then maybe i can accept not being the best maybe i can accept yeah. not hitting this or that and not making constant progress and stuff so i think that right now the fact that she doesn't view anything else than it like sports wise i think that's that's the sign of a, a, a true champ i would say Go, going into the world championships um, did she check out, does she know who she's going against Veronica Broner from Kazakhstan and Simone live from Canada? Um, was she looking at them and seeing, cause Simone had been at the worlds before and meddled and she's good. And Veronica, I didn't know much about. So I slid in her DMS as King of lists, man, you could, you could reach out and get some background on people. Cause we were doing that fantasy league too. So I need to like, know like what's going on here. And she was cutting down from 57. 247 oh. a big cut and i was okay. like oh my god i wonder what's gonna happen here she's like this will be my first time at 47 she did good man she was she was she was strong throughout so um was it gold or bust like were you guys anticipating this is gonna be a gold medal this is we we got it we're gonna make a push and we're gonna make a statement yeah he parle de me uh de simone and de de Véronica et, et Simone, elle lui a envoyé un message, c'est ça Non, lui, en gros, en fait, il, il, il a demandé si, euh, avant les mondes, est-ce qu'on regardait ce qu'elle faisait Est-ce que tu t'intéressais Ah, euh, moi, oui. <rire> moi, j'avais peur d'elle. Okay. J'avais peur d'elle. <rire> je te préviens, je ne vais pas traduire ça, parce que voilà, on ne traduit pas ça. Voilà, déjà. Mais non, <rire> et, euh, non, 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 je ne vais pas traduire. Et, euh, et en gros, est-ce que tu regardais ce qu'elle faisait et euh, est-ce que... Arrête de rigoler. Si tu veux, si, si tu veux moi, je traduis. Hein. Non, non, non. Non, je traduis pas. Et, et est-ce que euh, tu est étais en mode, en gros, j'y vais pour la première place et rien d'autre Ou est-ce que tu étais en mode, je vais voir comment ça se passe En gros, voilà. Ah non, j'y allais pour la première place et rien d'autre. Euh, après, oui, je regardais forcément ce qu'elle ce qu faisait sur les réseaux. Et euh, bah, bah, pour savoir, euh, bah, face à qui euh, j'allais être parce qu'en soi je ne les connaissais pas et j'avais jamais vu euh, ces personnes-là avant donc oui forcément je regardais ce qu'elles faisaient après oui j'y allais pour la première place et j'y allais pour la première place aux trois mouvements aussi donc, euh... donc voilà ah. <rire> et aussi je pense tu me diras euh, j'y pense enfin si ce n'est pas le cas tu me dis mais je pense aussi c'était la première fois où tu avais vraiment une opposition directe parce que toutes les oui. compètes que tu avais fait avant c'était à l'indice ou c'était des trucs oui. euh entre athlètes de haut niveau ou des machins comme ça. Donc, avais, voilà. Tu n'avais pas d'opposition directe. Et là, est-ce que le fait que tu avais une opposition directe, ça a joué et ça te... Oui, bien sûr. Okay. Oui, oui. 
So <clears throat> she said something that I said I wouldn't translate. This is why. <laughs> hey, dog, keep in mind, some people listening are going to know French. <laughs> yeah, but, but they can they can translate. Don't forget, that don't forget. Lips. Some people are going to know French and be like, ah, didn't think no, I, I don't mind. I don't mind for that because you'll understand. So she said that she were she was afraid of her competition. Oh, like, no of, shit. Of the two ladies you you just mentioned. So that's why I wanted. I didn't want to translate that because you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's, now it's done. So. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's. It's, and what else would she say? Because there's more there to... Uh... Yeah. So the other thing is that, and I think that that's part of the reason why she was afraid, is that all of her meets until that point where, you know, it was always almost between um, between high-level athletes and, like, she didn't have any direct confrontation. You know, it was, like, for instance, uh, meets with, like, IPF points and she was against Leah or mm. whatnot. So, you know, it wasn't, like, direct confrontation. And I think that's part of the reason why she was afraid um it's because it was her first time having a real confrontation and it was on the biggest stage ever and she didn't have also that that much uh i think she had only maybe one or two official meets and then all of the other meets were like you know high level athlete meets or whatnot but she didn't have any like official meets besides uh a, a first one french nationals and then worms so this was part of the reason why she was fearing all of that also so when she, but she was up, going there to get first that's yeah we, we were going there to get to get first and also she, she added this not me that she also wanted <laughs> to get first on every movement like squat bench deadlift and total um i mean it, it's i totally understand where i can only imagine if i'm 20 i just turned 20 i've only been competing for a year and a half and I've only had like, like three or four or whatever competitions. Now I'm at the world championships. I show up at the hotel and there's like everybody I would see on social media. Everybody's talking about me on podcasts and talking about, will I win? Will I whatever? And I'm still new to the sport. And, um, and I'm like fucking young. It, everybody knows who I am and talking about me. You, you go into the lobby and um, it would be crazy, man. I, I don't know how I would feel about it. And knowing it's going to be on the live stream. It's going to be on the Olympic channel and everybody's watching, you know, we, yeah, the pressure must've been crazy. Um, like how much easier was it? Here's, here's one thing I noticed about team France. You guys have like a tight click when you're in the lobby, there's like all of you guys together. You know, there's like, you see everyone from like Rambo to Coco to obviously, you know, all you guys, like, um, does it help that you guys were tight like that when you showed up and like moved as a unit? Like you guys were always a unit together when you went out for dinner, when you did whatever, you know, it was, it was always as a team. I compris. Uh, oui, oui. Bah, fin, je crois que j'ai, je crois que j'ai compris. Uh, j'étais forcément impressionnée, mais moi, j'étais pas impressionnée. J'étais plus impressionnée par les gens plutôt que euh, par rapport à ce que, Jean, à ce que, à ce que les gens pensaient de moi, parce que je pense qu'ils ne me connaissaient pas. Ou... Mis à part le fait que toi, tu en aies parlé avec lui dans, dans un podcast, je pense que les gens ne bah, me connaissaient pas, ils ne savaient pas qui j'étais. Mmh. Et, euh, et je le voyais comme ça, moi en tout cas, donc en soi, je n'avais pas forcément de pression à ce que les gens allaient penser de moi. Euh, mais j'étais plus impressionnée par rapport aux autres athlètes donc euh, c'est 
j'avais pas peur de ce que les gens pensaient de moi et en même temps comme il a dit genre rester entre nous euh, ouais. ça m'a vachement aidé et c'est parce que être toute seule là-bas je pense que je me serais pas sentie à l'aise et j'aurais resté dans ma chambre tout le temps <rire> donc voilà mais être avec euh, avec Coco comme il a dit avec toi avec euh, avec Lia avec enfin ça m'a vraiment aidé moi personnellement okay. So um, she said that, you know, she, she wasn't feeling any, any pressure on her directly, like the day off, because she felt that, you know, she wasn't, quote unquote, uh, expected or known. So she was pretty much like doing her thing at her pace. But yeah, uh, like you said, uh, she said that the fact that we have these close uh, bounds between us, uh, that we had, like you said, this clique gang team friends, Uh, it helped her, her out a lot because she wasn't like she was never alone and she said that otherwise she would have been pretty much stressed out in her in her hotel room all alone during the whole time so this was helping out a lot i i, I remember the first worlds i went to man i didn't have an keep and uh it was like it's a whole nother deal when you're sitting in the lobby nobody knows who you are you don't know nobody And you're just like, well, I'm just like, I guess I'm just sitting here. And you're just waiting for like your ride to come pick you up. And then after you get dropped off, you're like, I guess I'll just try to find some food to eat somewhere alone or whatever this shit. Yeah. It's weird, man. Like, especially if you're in an internet, like a different country. Um, and that happens, you know? So when you travel with a unit like that, it's a pretty big deal. And some people, when you were at that world, there will be some people coming from some nations where they couldn't bring people with them. And, and that's them. You know, they're kind of like, like just awestruck and like, oh God, I hope I do well. And it's just, you're kind of by yourself, man. It's a whole yeah. other, it's a whole different situation. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And also, you know, we are fortunate enough that uh, us, uh, we we are part of Team Friends. For instance, Tiff is, Leah is, Coco is and, and stuff. So, you know, we have this thing where we are all there at pretty much the same moment and we can be this equipe, but also the chance that we have is that we have um, a lot of close people that train with us and stuff that they were like, okay, I'm just going to take days off of work, buy my tickets, pay the hotel just to be there with you guys, just oh to God. cheer you up. And so, you know, for instance, Matthew, uh, who was in the hotel with us and everything, he was one of those guys. So he was like, okay, I'm just going to like not go to work for a week. I'll, I'll say everything. I'll pay everything, but I'm just, I just want to experience this with you guys and be here with you provide for you uh, help you out uh, give you support and stuff so we, we had like maybe four four to five ish uh, people like that also so th that's why we had this big 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 equipe um, at that time and yeah I would say for me as well um, it's like you're at home you know it's like you're going to train just with your bodies and it, it's as if you're not as worlds so it's it's really reassuring and helps you feel really comfortable, I would say. Yeah, for sure, man. Actually, um, Tiff was with her boyfriend too, right? Yeah. It's, he's a power lifter. Yeah, he will be here with us uh, at Europeans. Uh, so because, of the you know, the minimal uh, total that you have to do uh, in order to be uh, eligible for competitions is higher obviously for worlds and at that time she didn't have uh, he didn't have sorry the the numbers and now he has them for europeans so he will be back with us 
uh, in Sweden for Europeans, but to compete also in the 59s. Sweet, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I also want to ask her about um, when the competition started in the bench press event. How scary and rattling was that? Because I remember watching being like, oh my God. It was down to the last bench press and it was her opening weight. Like you knew she could do it, but I was like, what the hell is happening right now? If she doesn't get this last deadlift, um, what was she thinking and how rattled was she when this was happening? And then I also want to ask you, Penna, what you were thinking, because you're probably having a heart attack yourself. J'ai eu peur déjà. Parce que c'est la première fois que ça m'arrivait. Sinon, euh, à, chaque, euh, à chaque compétition, j'ai toujours euh, très bien réussi mon bench. Mais alors là, au, au monde, bah, le premier, j'ai été surprise en fait, par la personne qui me... Bah, par le dérac, en fait. La deuxième, bah, c'est mes cheveux. Et en fait, je ne comprenais pas ce qu'il voulait que je fasse parce que mmh. j'étais dans ma bulle, j'étais dans mon monde. Et, et je ne sais pas, je n'ai pas compris. Et le troisième, j'étais obligée de la réussir et je ne me suis pas laissée le choix. Et euh, quand je suis sortie de mon deuxième bench, euh, je suis partie dans les, bah, dans les coulisses là et je me suis recentrée sur moi-même. Il y avait Cyril du coup qui était là et euh, ils m'ont laissée tranquille et ils m'ont dit « Tiff, en fait, tu n'as pas le choix » et je ne me suis pas laissée le choix et je, il fallait que je la réussisse parce que si je ne la réussissais pas, bah, c'était fini pour moi et je ne me suis pas laissée euh, cette possibilité-là. Donc... Euh... Donc, je l'ai réussi, même si c'était que mon opener. Et, euh, et bah, c'est comme ça. Ça m'a fait une expérience en plus que je ne reproduirai plus jamais. <rire> mais euh, mais j'ai eu très, très peur. Okay. So, she freaked out. <rire> uh, she freaked out a lot. Um, because, if I remember correctly, she failed her first one. Because, uh, like, the spotter um, gave her the bar, like, weirdly. And she wasn't used to that, and so she just she just wasn't able to like um, pose the bar where she wanted to, and so she fell. Then on the second, it was something with her hair, and you know, uh, not making the head obvious that the referee didn't know if her hair was in contact with the bench, yeah. and so this made her freak out even more because she didn't know like how she could do it better because it never happened to her. And she was in the midst of the stress of like, what if I miss? What if I do this and that? Right. And so then uh, between the second and third, uh, she went back uh, like to, you know, reconcentrate, uh, refocus. And so Cyril, um, the guy I talked to you earlier, the coach of Team France, came to her and, you know, really reassuring, but also telling her that, you know, there's no leeway. Like, like you can't, you can shy away from it now. You, you absolutely have to make this final bench or... We go back home, you know, and so uh, she also cornered herself and finding no other solution than just hating it, and so that's what she did. But she said that lesson learned for for the bench uh, <laughs> at meets, and now uh, at the previous meet last week, she did three for three on bench, hitting 90 kilos on her third attempt, which was the attempt we had planned for worlds as well. So I think that, uh, you know, obviously this was really, really uh, stressing, but she learned a lot from it. And I would say that number one is it's not to never make mistakes or whatnot. It's to always learn from your mistakes and always become better afterwards. And that's what she did. So, And if you do the math, yeah. so she benched 82 and a half kilo at Worlds because that was her opening weight. She wanted to finish at 90. She got yeah. 90 at the meet just a couple of weeks after Worlds. 
if she had gotten that seven and a half kilo, her 397 would be a 405, yeah. which is two and a half kilo more less than Chen from Chinese Taipei and three kilo away from, from Heather Connor. Like that, that, that's insane at 20 years old. That's like, that's, it's crazy, man. That's, that's yeah. a, that's a pretty nuts. So, but um, watching it, I was like, holy shit. What is it? it what's scary is if you miss the first one, like miss grooves happen, obviously, right? Like if you get the bar at the wrong placement um, and it starts misgrooving on the bench press, like you're in big trouble. It, but if it happens in the gym, whatever, you take another shot at it. When it happens at the world championships and you're like, oh my God. And now your anxiety level's a little up. Like, I just missed that. Like, I just missed it. So like, you know, you go back off and you're like, that was my opener. Okay. That was not supposed to happen. And then, um, and then with the, when the thing happened with the hair, it's like, holy shit, I just missed another one. And it's like, oh my God, it went from a dream meet to breaking world records in the squat to like, oh my goodness, man, this is stressful. Um, and then hitting it and then obviously went three for three in the deadlifts. But in terms of the drama, cause she won by like 25 kilo. So ended up being like a pretty safe win, obviously. But there was a moment where it was like all or that bench press was all or nothing. That was literally like, you get this, you're probably going to get gold. You miss this, you'll get nothing. It was all, it was everything or nothing, which is like, a, like very rarely going to get a situation like that, man. Like that is stress. That is some stress. Where were you thinking, Penna, when you were watching? So, you know, um, I think we did like four meets before Worlds with Tiff, something like that. And I don't want to say on every meet, but like at nationals, I think there was something uh, off with her deadlift, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, you know, th there was always something and uh, it's normal, you know, when you're a beginner, obviously she has this world-class level, but she's, she's just a beginner uh, in terms of like how long she's been into the sport, how well she knows the rules, how well her technique is developed and stuff. Uh, although she has this really, really extremely uh, efficient technique. Um, but, you know, uh, when I saw that on the bench, when I saw the first attempt, I, was, I didn't really freak out. I was like, you know, that's, that's just her not really push it, putting the bar where she wanted to. And that's something that happened in training. And we immediately fixed that. And I know that, you know, she's, she's a warrior. She's, she's, she wouldn't be the type to be like, oh, it's just too heavy for today. And that's it. I'm calling it out. Uh, she would find a way to just battle, battle it through. So I didn't really freak out. I was like, okay, you know, probably we're not going to get the 90 kilos bench we wanted because of that first attempt. But, you know, 87 will still be okay to like total 400 something. And so uh, when, when it came down to the second one with the hair, I was, I don't you, know. Dog, like, I, didn't I have was watching words. when I was a commentary. And here's the thing. I know there's a language barrier. I wanted to say like, you got to put it away. I, I want to say what she needed to do because i do what they wanted but there's a language barrier it's kind of like what do you want what are you looking for like like you know and i was like oh no i can't yeah. like i can't find my words i'm like fuck i wish my french was better i would have been like you know <laughs> it is what it is but uh um... and so she she reset you know and then it was like the 10 longest seconds of my life because she, she i think she fixed her hair and she went back to like unrack it and, and do it and i was like okay 10 9 eight and i was like no she's, she's going to time out and i was like no she's going to time out and and she did time out and i was like fuck man like this can't be real this can't be possible and so then 
I arrived uh, at the at the venue because I was uh, like doing, you know, my my bath and stuff to be at weight. And so the minute I arrived on the parking of the venue, she 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 was outside, you know, to get some fresh air. And I see her, and I'm like, you know, like it couldn't it couldn't go it couldn't go 100 because her squat was like super super strong, super good. Although she did miss her last one, it was like 150. I think she hit on a second. We're like you know, that was pretty much the plan. So that's all good. And then with the bench, when I saw her, I was like, you know, Tiffany always goofs around. Like if there's something on the ground, she will find a way to fall on it. Even if it's, you know, pretty much impossible, she will find a way to fall. And so we call her Miss Goof, you know? And I was like, find a way to goof again. So, yeah. Did you show up? So when you showed up and she was outside, did you show up in between her second and third bench press? No, I arrived uh, between uh, the bench and the deadlift. Okay, I was I was gonna say if you showed up in between her second and third ben- bench press, I'd be like, "What are you like her guardian angel? How the fuck did that happen?" Like you just yeah. like you she she goes outside for some air and just summons you and you just <laughs> you right and you just appeared and be like, "Yes, this is what we're going to do." And, and everything just works out. I'm like, "Who are you, bro?" Because yeah. I could use a guy like you in my life. <laughs> I just walk outside and I'm like, oh God, I need Penna right now. <laughs> you just appear in the and parking then, lot and, and, and talk me through it. Uh, you know, walk me through what I need to do. That would have been amazing. You know what? That's a better story. So the next podcast, that's uh, how it okay. happened. Uh, yeah, uh, right? okay. I just arrived between her second and third. That's and... Right. Okay, okay. She was outside, had some tears in her eyes and you're like, we got this. All right. You, you, you walked her through it. No, but the thing is that we, we had planned the total. So the goal, if I remember correctly, was 153.5 on her on her last squat, 90 on the bench, and then 165 on the dead. And I think this was 408.5, which was uh, above the world record and above uh, Heather's best performance to this day. And so that was the absolute goal, the absolute plan. And so, you know, when I saw her, uh, she was like really disappointed because of what happened, but also that because we knew that the 408 wasn't happening this day because of that. And so... Uh, you know, I told her, um, that's just a meet. Uh, we have still st- still three lifts to complete, three deadlifts. Then we'll do like, you know, the analysis, the, oh, I should have done this, or we should have done that and that. But mm-hmm. now you still have three lifts to ac- actually do. And I want you to give your absolute best on all of those three lifts. And this is what she did at the end. So again, I think it's always about experiences. It's always about learning stuff and the way, uh, she bounced off. Uh, she bounced back uh, with the last week's meet. I'm happy because she's pretty new to the sport. She will have dozens and dozens of other competitions, probably quite some few also world class, world classic uh, competitions. So you know, lesson learned again. Yeah, I mean, um, this is the type of stuff that builds character, right? Like, yeah, uh, it, it almost never goes directly as planned. Like, like I said, this is the biggest total we'd seen in years at AIPF Worlds because when you get to Worlds, like something's changed. Things always pop up and you just got to figure it out. You know, yeah. you can't, it doesn't end, right? If it, if it doesn't go as planned, it doesn't end there. You got you to finish strong. And obviously she finished strong. Um, so going into the the girl power, well, actually, so is that the plan for Europeans actually? Looking ahead, like is that 408? Is that the big target now to try to get that 408.5? Est-ce que, est-ce que l'objectif, c'est 408,5 ou pas Bah oui. 
So she said yes. And I would say, obviously, you know, I, I do believe in her a lot. And I don't want to be like, you know, um, Ronda Rosie's previous coach, like Targaryen, Edmund Targaryen. Yeah. You know, he was like, you know, she can she can outbox everybody and stuff. But I think uh, <laughs> it will probably be like closer to 410, 410-ish, I would say. Oh, shit. Look at Tim's oh! face. Look at Tim's face. <laughs> She's even surprised. She's even surprised. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, mean, oh, yeah. I mean, the progress is going crazy. Uh, the progress is definitely there. I mean, the 402.5, that that um, 150 that she missed at Girl Power, I don't know if I've seen that because she's hit 150 before. At Worlds. Uh, at yeah. Worlds, she's hit 150. Yeah. Um, so what happened with that 150? Because I don't know if I've seen that. So it was a technical mistake. Um, the thing is that the squad wasn't really trending on the block after Worlds. Uh, she was mm. off to a rough start on the on the movement uh on the block on the training block we did and i think she only did like one or two good sessions which were uh just the week of the girl power so i think you know we, we still moved with some confidence on the movement but um she had uh so this quote-unquote lack of confidence that was normal because the block didn't go well on spots but also there was a little technical issue that we uh accounted for and that she's now working on and I think the results will be like really, really, really good. Um, so yeah, so th this was the main reason of that 150 miss uh, at the girl power. It was a quick turnaround though. Like like a month yeah. later after world championships, like frig man, that's a really fast, like your nervous system all throughout that training camp, like, a, like a, it must've been a tough training camp to do what she did. So yeah. training that hard, and then if you you can't even take any time off because you already have another competition. And then boom, you do another one and you do even more, like you do 402.5 this time. And then turning around to Europeans, it's a very tight schedule. Um, is that difficult thing, or like? Yeah, and the thing is that also we didn't mention, mention that because obviously don't mention that before Worlds, but she actually, I don't want to say injured herself, uh, but so, so she missed the squats. And the spotters, like one of the spotters took the bar extremely hard. And so her arm did something extremely weird. And so then she wasn't able to squat for almost two weeks. And I think this was three, three weeks, four weeks before Worlds. So her squats until that point was like, you know, crushing. And she was crushing every session, doing like huge numbers. I think she even attempted 152.5 in training and, you know, it was going really well. And so then this happened and she wasn't able to squat like we, like we wanted her to squat for almost three weeks, I would say. Oh, wow. And just imagine again, her first world's ever first direct confrontation confrontation and she can squat the way she wants to. And I think for a week, she almost never squatted. Uh, she didn't squat for a whole week because of that. So, you know, we had that and then things started getting better uh, approximately a little under two weeks before Worlds. So she had yeah. one or two really good sessions that set her in a good groove for uh, Worlds. And so I think the thing is that uh, this quick turnaround uh, made her uh, not really work that much on squats because of that 
before the girl power thing. Um, so now, the, now, right now, it's probably the time where she had the most training in squats because of what happened. So I think um, the turnover, the turnaround uh, for Europeans will probably be okay uh, for squats because of that. Because you know, it was just uh, one of the squatters really, you know, uh, taking the bar extremely uh, fast and hard, and so the other one didn't catch it, and so her her arm on this end got like pretty badly uh Cranked. Beat up. yeah 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 so and and actually the video is like pretty pretty <laughs> scary to see to watch um so yeah freak because so, that the way the arm is like when it's when the hand is around the bar it's yeah, literally no. like like a like a submission you'll see in the ufc where you're like exactly oh, yeah yeah where you're yeah. like you're cranking my arm homie like easy 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 yeah and you, but, you don't want to have uh, uh, a bar with loaded with 150 kilos doing a submission technique to your arm yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> she's <laughs> tapping out nice. with her other arm yeah. she's tapping like all right all right all right what yeah. the shit um and, and you know I, I wasn't there that day and um it, i i want to say uh it rubbed me the wrong way in a bit in a way because i think that uh keeping the athlete safe is also part i don't want to say necessarily of the coach but of the training partners and, you know, um, usually what I tell her is, you know, if you miss, just go down and, and stay there and we'll really softly, uh, re like, put the bar up so that we don't have this thing happening. And it happened at that time, maybe, I, I don't remember um, and who, who was there, but, you know, I, I, I was a little disappointed uh, because of that, because I was like, maybe if I was there, things would have been different. I don't know, but I was like, you know, frustrated in a bit that she had her first worlds under those circumstances for squats yeah well she's got an opportunity at the european championships right yeah exactly yeah so we'll have to see um what are some of her goals in powerlifting now because she's got a world championship she's got a world title which is huge and then obviously breaking the all-time world record for the 407 would be insane um i already said some of the names that have done it and there's some of the biggest names in powerlifting. And there's some of the biggest names in strength sports, period. Like, she'll be up there with Olympic world champions. Like, this is crazy, right? So, and that is in 2021. She might achieve a world title in the biggest all-time total in 2021. Like, at the age of 20. What are some, Which is fucking crazy. So, what are some of her goals moving forward after, like, for 2022 and beyond? Euh, bah déjà, c'est d'avoir euh, <rire> les records <rire> sur, euh, je dirais, là, dans actu fin, actuellement, squat total. Après, le plus beau, ce serait d'avoir le bench et le délit. Et ça, ce serait vraiment, pour le moment, euh, mes objectifs principaux actuels. Après, euh, l'année prochaine, ce serait euh, d'être championne du monde euh, en affrontant... Euh, Heather et euh, Simone et Véronica et toutes les autres, mais vraiment euh, bah, retourner au championnat du monde et prouver que, euh, que je n'ai pas fait ça exceptionnellement euh, en première année. Et voilà, c'est tout. So, um, so now she obviously wants to add the European title and the world record total and squat at Europeans. So that's the main goal for now. And then, uh, so like you said, you know, achieving all of those things in 2021. And then in 2022, um, 
she she has her eyes on having uh, all of the records so squat bench deadlift total um which is you know obviously something that will take a little more time to accomplish but she's ready to put in the work for that and um so her next big goal is to actually uh, confirm her world title um in south africa next year uh and she she wants it to be uh, she wants to do that against heather so that she has you know the the highest level of confrontation of competition possible and show that it wasn't a one-time thing that she she he's she's at that level and she wants to you know establish this status it um it's funny because like in sports like uh competitors need each other like you yeah. need you need that person and they need you to to like push each other to like be like well who did you beat well i beat this person and it's like um people think it might be like adversarial but at a certain level it's like no we do need each other though like like you know it's a you see it in sports period if it's tennis if it's whatever it is like i'm thinking individual sports you have the other person that when you show up they're there and like years down the road when you meet the other person again you're like i'm i'm glad you were there like like cuz without you it would have been just some chasing random numbers so if heather shows up if you and heather um, have like five world championships against each other. You win one, she wins one, you win one. It's back and forth. It's like, that's good sports for people to watch. Like people like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, like this year, like, oh, I think Tiffany's going to win this year. Oh, Heather got better this year. And like, you go back and forth and um, it's stressful because, oh my God, I, it'd be tough to win when the other person's there. So it's stressful. But on the flip side, if they're not there, then it's like, you're like, ah, like she needs you too. <laughs> Like when she comes back, if she comes back now, she needs you there because everyone's like, well, Tiffany's a champ now. She's doing all these crazy things. Like we got to see you go against Tiff. Like you kind of need each other. That's the, it's, it's like a, it's a beautiful thing when it comes to sports, right? Like competitors bring the most out of you, <laughs> you know? And, um, and it's funny because like when it's all said and done, when the competition is over and you look over at that person they felt everything you felt like of anybody there, they know what you went through, like the stress going into it, um, the anxiety during it and fighting for it and pulling that last deadlift for the win. And like the emotions, they know exactly like your competitor knows of anybody else. It's like something you shared that day. You know what I mean? You look back and like, all right, like respect, you know, it is what it is. Like it's, it's nothing, it's nothing bad to say. I hope that person's there and I hope we do, we go at it, you know, like it's, it's a good thing. But um, yeah, that would be, that's the next big one. Everyone, next Worlds, if Heather can get there, and I think she can, um, because like things will, will have, we know the USAPL is gone now, and there'll be a new US Fed. She has a pathway. That is, in, the, in terms of the US, in terms of the global, I think this is by far the biggest showdown for the 47s. And when you guys meet at Worlds, it'll be one of the closest, most historic battles in the entire World Championships. Because there'll be the record on the line. Like she might, she, she'll, she'll come in as a world champion. You'll come in as a world champion. She'll come in having broke the world record. You'll come in having broke the world record. Like that's so tight and close. Like you guys both head to head world champion versus world champion, undefeated world champion versus undefeated world champion. She'll say, nobody beat me for my title. You'll say, nobody beat me for my title. She'll say, <laughs> right? She'll say, I broke the world record. You'll say, I broke the world record. Like, that is the ultimate. There can only be one. 
right? It's, it's amazing. It, 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 so everybody's got to see it. So I hope it happens. It'll be super duper exciting. Um, Frank, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You can't get too ahead of ourselves. Um, and God knows what you're going to be doing in the future in a year from now, because your progress is insane right now. Um, how tall, how tall is Tiffany? Cause she is crazy jacked for a 47. I noticed. And she can die, Chief? She's not in In inches? Uh, uh, I'm making the... Yeah, the conversion. Cause we don't know yeah, centimeters. In Canada, it's weird, man. We do, we do like pounds, we do kilos, we do miles, we do, we do it all. But one thing we don't do is our height in centimeters. Okay. <laughs> I think you'll tell me if that's correct. She's four nine. Is that correct? That is, you know what that is? That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so she's that, four nine. That's what that is. I mean, that's she's one foot nine. Wow. Yeah. Do does she cut to make 47? Bah là, j'ai dû pour les montres, genre j'ai dû faire un mini parce que bah j'avais mes problèmes, voilà. Mais euh, on verra aux Europe. Peut-être, peut-être pas, je sais pas. So um she she did one really taxing cut uh in last february um uh, as a 43 and she had to, to do a bath and stuff and you know it was pretty pretty stressful for her and so that's when we decided to make the switch to move up to the 47s and so since then you know because she's relatively light for a 47 uh, she didn't have to do a cut she, we just had to account for her having her period um just before worlds because then she adds up uh, close to a kilo so um we'd have to account for that and now for the girl power she was at 46.3 uh, yeah. uh yeah 0.3 something and she didn't have to do any major cut it was just you know uh managing the um, the gut uh the gut composition so not not a lot of you know uh like really dense food in terms of weight so no fruits no vegetables nothing like two days prior but no really major cut for now and we'll see how her body weight fluctuates uh, in the coming weeks and we'll, we'll uh, account for that if we need to make a small cut for Europeans. Because um, like the more weight you lift, just like the more jacked you get, it's just the way it is, right? So, but once she and, feels and she's, out- She's really jacked. Like, well, I think she, people don't realize for 47 how jacked she is. Right, well, she, she I remember seeing her um, and thinking like, yeah, she's pretty jacked for 47. It wouldn't like, you think like a hundred pounds, like, okay, but like, no, she's pretty jacked. But then yeah. because of her height, like, I don't know how, who knows where she'll end up like when she's like 25, if she'll be a uh, 52 and she'll continue to, but you know, that's a pretty big jump. Like five kilo body weight is a lot. That's 10 pounds. That's a, that's a huge jump in weight class, right? So you want to do, 47 as long as you can at least for the heather connor showdown next worlds and do like those special meets before she moves up um does she think like does she looking ahead does she think does she see herself moving at the 52s and trying to add multiple world titles at different divisions uh, <laughs> 
Mais euh, tout de suite, j'ai d'autres choses à faire en 47 et euh, je ne me, me vois absolument pas monter en 52 et, et je gère mon poids. Et euh, jamais je me laisserai non plus. Là, si je reste en 47, je ne me laisserai pas monter jusqu'à 50 kilos. Donc, pour l'instant, ce n'est pas dans les cartes. Elle veut vraiment. Elle a dit qu'elle a unfinished business in 47 uh, with what we discussed so the total uh, the multiple records also and the face down with heather connor um but then uh she still has you know a, a, a comfortable margin uh, to gain weight and to gain muscle uh, still as a 47 I, i would say probably up to 49 ish something like mm. that yeah then it becomes harder and harder and not not really worth it so she said that um For now, she isn't conceiving anything else because because of that, because she has this unfinished business, and also she also has this margin. So for now, it's not in the cards. It would also be like for Team France. Um, Team France has got two fifty twos. You got a forty seven. Like it'd almost be too. It, like it's better for France to spread out yeah. a little, grab as many world rec world. If everyone goes in the same weight class, like ah shit, we got so many good people. We spread out. We could get several world champions, or we just have like one of you guys wins in one worlds. Like it'd be you know for France for France anyways. It'd be like you'd want to spread out a little bit. Who's France's fifty seven? Um. So for now, we don't have one in uh, Classic, but it will be probably, well, obviously it can depend, uh, but we have, so we have two that are in seniors. Uh, one is called Agnès, the other one is called uh, Océane. Uh, but for now, the best 57 in France is, you know, uh, Jade Jacob, okay. the junior. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jade Jacob? Or is it Jacob yeah. Jade? Uh, Jade Jacob. Jade Jacob. Yeah. So her, she's her, good. Uh, yeah, she's like she, yeah. I think she did four fifty-seven point five at the girl power. And she's she's crazy good, and she's a yeah. junior. You told yeah. me about her too at Worlds. You're like, yeah, she's the yeah. one you got to look out for, and she, she obviously won the Worlds. And like as a, she's like 20 as well, isn't she a young yeah, junior? She's I think she's the same age as Steve. Yes. That, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, she she's the future as well. So I think. Hmm. Uh, not not at Europeans, but maybe you know I I, I don't want to say something that's not 100% true, but I think she'll probably do like Tiff and compete as an open uh, probably next Worlds. That'd be big, man. I mean, she already yeah. won a world title as a junior, so yeah, you got nothing to lose. She's not risking anything. You know what I mean? Like she's got it, cool. And then if she's doing 457 now as a junior, um, and 481 or 42, I think won Worlds. By next year, she's going to be close. Like she'll be, yeah. she'll be like on the podium somewhere. Like it's, it's going to be like 57 is a really stacked class, but she'll be in there, man. She's, she's gaining quick. France got shooters, huh? Holy And smokes, I, uh, man. I got to <laughs> handle, I got to handle her uh, at the girl power. And man, also her, her mental fortitude is insane. Yeah. She's like a machine. She's, she's there to demolish weights, you know. She, <laughs> She doesn't really care about like, oh, was it hard? Was it fast? Or she she was taking the 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 jumps and she was like, okay, I want that on the next bar. Okay, let's do this. You know, she's really she has this this energy as well. So I think she not only is she really talented talented and strong, I think she's also really, really strong mentally, which is extremely important. What what athlete doesn't have to be powerlifting? 
But is there an athlete that Tiff looked up to? Pas forcément fort, il a dit. Genre, est-ce qu'il y a une athlète qui te qui t'a impressionné ou que tu as pas forcément force Dans les autres sports, je vois pas vraiment, mais en force, pour le coup, vraiment, euh, Jade, c'est l'athlète qui m'impressionne le plus. Je vais même dire un truc un peu, euh, mais même comparé à d'autres athlètes qui sont actuellement championnes du monde, <rire> c'est vraiment Jade qui m'impressionne. Elle m'impressionne le plus. Et c'est ce que tu dis, en fait, c'est vraiment mentalement ce qu'elle fait. Je trouve ça incroyable. Et je sais pas, je la trouve inspirante. Pour moi, elle est vraiment inspirante et je sais pas, elle m'impressionne. Elle est tellement, en plus, elle est tellement gentille, toute douce, toute, euh, toute mignonne et tout. Que genre, peu... Ah non, elle est, elle est impressionnante et moi, c'est vraiment Jade. Genre, pour le coup, c'est vraiment Jade et, et je vois pas d'autres athlètes, tout du moins françaises, Okay. So, you know, it's not necessarily an athlete that she looked up to um, coming up. It's more now, right now, that she has more knowledge about the different athletes that we have in the sport. Uh, and it's, it's Jad, actually, that uh, impresses her the most because of what we just said, like her mental fortitude, like what she, what she really displays and how she behaves herself. Uh, she has this extreme confidence in her, um, the way she demolishes weight again. And also, well, that's her words. I'm just translating. Mm -hmm. She's extremely cute and adorable. And really, <laughs> you know, that's it. So again, I'm just translating. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. Words. Um, just for the record. And, uh, <laughs> just for the record. And um, what, is her, what is her favorite music group? And favorite music type of music. Oh, ta musique préférée, ton oh. groupe préféré. Oh. Euh, euh, alors, il si, euh, y a un truc, quand euh, par exemple je suis en compétition et je veux vraiment me recentrer, j'écoute du Michael Jackson. Voilà, j'ai eu des périodes <rire> dans mon. Euh, dans... <rire> <Yeah>. <rire> dans, de, 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 dans mon enfance, et ça a toujours été. Euh, Michael qui m'a vraiment recentré du coup quand je veux vraiment euh, être à 100% et me rassurer euh, j'ai fait du Michael Jackson à 100%. So it, it's not only that she likes Michael Jackson it's that whenever she needs it the most so when she wants to refocus on herself and be 100% that's when she'll listen to Michael Jackson. No shit. Um, yeah, some people live forever man. In terms of like it doesn't matter Like, like he died a long time ago now, but it doesn't really matter. No joke. If I can learn one dance move and I think yeah. I'm set, like, I think I'm good. Yeah. It's the moonwalk. Everybody. It's yeah, everybody. Man, come everybody. on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. If you got the moonwalk, you're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody can be dancing, doing their thing. And if they call you out into the middle of the dance floor and, you know, they make that little circle, you can fuck around for a couple of moves. But you and everyone's like, hoo, hoo. you break out the moonwalk. And you, yeah. That's that's a wrap, yeah. son. Yeah, that's yeah, a wrap, son. Okay, you're yeah. leaving with three, four girls or whatever it is. Yeah. That's it, man. That's it. You know, close I the agree. show. Um, can you got can either can, yeah. can Tiff moonwalk? Tiff moonwalk? No. 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 No.
she moonwalks off that platform. Mm. And that's okay. that's viral. Okay. That's that's okay. that's the one, right? <laughs> then it'd be like, okay. oh, that's the mic drop. Oh. She moonwalks off doing this. <laughs> moonwalks backwards doing this. Friends got shooters. She's shooting the gun. Oh shit. That's it. That's the viral moment. I think um, I think I think we have something now. It's settled. That's it, man. Work yeah, on it. That's so. a little. So that's an accessory movement. She's got to work on now in her program. It's one of her accessories. Um, and who's her favorite actor in movie? Actor preferred in. Uh, where is it? Uh... <laughs> I didn't have. Uh... Frozen. No, I don't <rire> non. <rire> euh, non, si, si on en film, j'en ai pas. Si on parle de dessin animé, ce serait euh, Le Roi Lion et c'est tout. Okay. Mais sinon, en tant que film et acteur, euh, j'en ai pas. Je suis pas très. Euh, je suis pas. Je suis pas très très cinéma. Enfin, je suis pas très film et tout. Okay. So she, she's not really into movies, so she doesn't have any favorite movie or actor, but she's like, if she had to say one, it would be The Lion King. Oh, I was close, man. I said Frozen. Yeah. Lion yeah, King's King. That was my second guess is Lion King. Um, yeah. And okay, so I got two more. Well, one of them is just like who she wants to thank at the end, but this is a question I ask a lot of people when they come on. Um, When all is said and done, and it's been, you know, she's retired from powerlifting and looking back at all of this, how does she want to be remembered? Oh. T'as compris? Euh, non, j'ai pas compris la fin. En gros, quand, quand t'auras fini, t'as pris ta carrière, t'as fini ta carrière, t'as fait ce que t'avais à faire, etc. Et ouais, que tu regardes, vu. genre, comment est-ce que tu veux qu'on se souvienne de toi <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a tough uh, one for a 20-year-old. Um, comment est-ce que je veux qu'on se souvienne de moi? Uh, oh, putain, c'est dur, hein? It's hard. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Oh my god. Euh, mais c'est dur, hein. Je sais pas, est-ce que tu te souviens de, que tu te de toi comme une athlète, genre euh, forte, euh, je sais pas, euh, qui a du courage. Euh, en gros, quelle image tu as envie de laisser, tu vois Or you can even say, if it's honest, you can even say, like, I don't even know yet. You know, I'm, I'm not there yet. I have to see. You have any, you, if it's honest, you can be like, I don't know yet. Say whatever you feel. There's no right and wrong. There's no right and wrong. Bah, bah non, mais il a raison parce que pour le moment, en fait, je ne le sais pas parce que bah, pour le moment, je n'ai pas la réponse. Je l'aurais peut-être euh, pour mes prochains euh, championnats du monde, mais à l'heure actuelle, j'ai pas de... je ne saurais pas. Je suis encore... Euh, je ne sais pas. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's it. She, she doesn't know for now. She said that maybe after next Worlds, she'll have a better viewing uh, of her as an athlete and maybe what she, what she wants to leave behind. But for now, she, she doesn't know. 
And that's what that's that's honest. Like, um, man, when I was 20, I don't I wouldn't know. I don't think I would know. Some <laughs> some people do, like you never know. Like some people, um, and it could change too. Like if you ask somebody at 20, they could tell you, and then you ask them later at 30, and it could be different. It could be like when I was 20, I wanted this, and now when I'm 30, it's not as important to me now. Now this is important. You know what I mean? Like it's that's life, man. Who there's no right and wrong answer. There's no right and wrong answer. Um yeah. Okay. So we're, we're at roughly two hours now. So I'll give you, first off, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Greatly appreciated. Both you guys gave me your time. Doors are always open. Obviously we got to do this again and we'll probably do it a bunch of times. Um, but, uh, yeah, there it is. Um, but, uh, who does she want to thank now that I, I have her on the podcast before we wrap this up? Toi, je veux te remercier, toi, déjà. Je veux remercier, euh, je veux remercier toutes les personnes. Donc, bah, déjà, euh, Mistouille, Lia, Julien, euh, Rick, toutes les personnes qui sont à la salle, toutes les personnes qui, euh, qui me soutiennent au quotidien. Je veux aussi remercier euh, mon premier coach. <rire> Pour m'avoir... Euh mis dans ce sport, non mais pour de vrai, pour m'avoir fait rencontrer, euh, enfin fait découvrir ce sport-là. Et, euh, et pour ceux qui aiment en fait euh, sur les réseaux, et etc. Genre c'est vraiment euh, le soutien, je trouve ça vraiment important et ça fait chaud au cœur quand on reçoit des messages, même si je ne reçois pas autant que euh, certaines personnes, n'est-ce pas, de panache, mais, euh, <rire> mais non, vraiment, le plus important, c'est vous et ma famille. Okay, so uh, she said that she wanted to thank me. Um, then she wants to thank um, so all of our team. Uh, so uh, my girlfriend, Anissa, Leah, uh, her boyfriend, Julien, uh, our friend, Rick. Um, because, uh, you know, like you sa she said at the beginning, uh, we're the second family for her. And uh, she really values a lot the support and the love um, we, give, we give each other. So, yeah. And then uh, she also wants to thank everyone that's reaching out to her uh, on her social media because um, the mes messages she gets and the support she gets is really, really impactful for her. So, yeah. There it is. Listen, guys, thank you very much. That should just about do it. Good luck in training, uh, both of you guys, for the European Championship. Penna, how was your training going, my man? Um, what are we expecting here from you actually before I let you go while I got you, man? I know I got you after Worlds, but I got you again. And we, I just want to ask you about European Championship. What are we looking at, dog? Because I've seen a big old, was that a 707.5? Uh, in, in training, I think, I think I did 715 in training. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, yeah. Damn. So what are we looking at here, man? This is getting crazy. So, um, yeah, I, I really want to like demolish that 700 barrier so um yeah i would like to hit something close to like 720 ish something like that which i think is in the <laughs> Damn. so the thing is yesterday um yesterday i saw so someone showed me actually the post of one of my competitors coaches post on insta as a world recap that was like obviously uh daniel clements would have won if he would have been there and that really rubbed me the wrong way to be honest who could say obviously who could say that uh, so he said it 
Um, yeah, but that's great. Like, that he said something like this stuff never it never works yeah. out like that though, man. The, you're again, we're doing the old um, and I like Daniel Clements. I had him on the on the podcast, he's a good kid, but like um, so the, I know this is someone else saying it, but like yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not him, just so everyone's listening. But um this is when you do you take someone's best ever total and you post it up, be like, he would have done his best ever at worlds. That's we already know by looking at worlds, how many people came over from the U S or come over from whatever. And it doesn't happen like that. That's not the way it actually, if you follow the sport or sports period, that's not how it works, man. Otherwise, yeah. uh, like Tiffany was saying, I would have got 408. You guys had planned 408. It doesn't work always like that though. You know what I mean? Like shit happens. That's we already talked about it, but like, it's crazy when people do this. Where it's like, yeah. that is never the case, right? You just got to do what happens on that day. You got to show up. And then yeah. um, to say that, when Daniel himself posted saying, yeah, exactly. I, had a cl- I had a pathway there, I chose not to. I could have yeah. went, I chose not to. It wasn't, it was on me. If that's yeah. the case, that's totally cool. And I respect that. Then you shouldn't afterwards be like, if like, it's not him again. Someone else shouldn't afterwards be like, if he would have went, he obviously would have won. That's not how you want yeah. to handle yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, so, it's, not yeah, the, that, it's not the greatest look. It is what it is. 100%. And, and like you said, I really appreciated the love, the fact that Daniel, you know, he didn't like make pretend of anything. Uh, he, he's actually said it himself that he wasn't ready at that time. He would have, he, he, it was possible for him to use the, this pathway that others have, but he wasn't feeling like it. And I totally respect that, you know. Yeah, but that's good. Like I'm said, glad he said that because it gave yeah, it I, gave I, yeah. it gave people who were talking it te- it told them exactly. like don't talk because I actually could have yeah. been there and I and I things were happening and I couldn't. It just wasn't going to yeah. happen. So just leave it at that. Like I respect yeah. that he came out and said that. Look, I had a pathway and I chose I chose not to be there. So then you can't now. There's no there shouldn't be any talk after that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I respect that. You know, this, this rubbed me the wrong way when I saw that yesterday. Actually, I think it was, it's pretty old. Uh, it's probably, it was probably made at the time that Worlds happened right after that, but I, I didn't see it. And uh, some, someone showed me it yesterday. I can't remember why exactly. Uh, but, you know, it rubbed me the wrong way. And, um, and I said it uh, earlier, uh, and I said it in a video recap that I, I made on YouTube, where I said that, you know, um, obviously I'm World Champ, but I do feel as a cheese World Champ that I have holes that, People can be like, oh, Pana is beatable because of this and that or this and that and this and that. So I really want to establish myself as a as a really way stronger uh, champ um, at Euros. So I have those really, really high expectations. And now tra- training is going fantastically, like extremely good. So uh, I do hope and I do work uh, in order to produce a 720-ish something total, which would be awesome. But, you know. Like, like you said, uh, it, it's not about what you say. It's about what you do. So uh, I'll do my best to just do it there. That's it, man. And if you aim for 720 and land on 715, that's, that's fucking crazy. That's, you yeah, know, or crazy. like anything over there is going to be pretty nuts, especially Europeans as international refereeing. So yeah. they're, the standard is going to be pretty like how people talk about world standard or the squat standard. So crazy. It's going to be the same at Europeans. It's the same. 100%. It's the same refing. You got the same category yeah. refs. And it's international, so it's going to be just as strict and tight. Some people like Worlds is too strict. Good. So when Penna does this at Europeans, when Tiff does this at Europeans, there can be no talk because we've already we've already said that the judging strict. And usually, uh, most of the refs aren't from the U.S. 
like these past worlds, I don't think there was a ref from, from the US. They're usually from European countries. So, you know, it will be the same refs, like you said, same category, same judging. So that's good. And, uh, and that's good because you can actually beat world records there. So I think the standard should be uh, as high as worlds. So, yeah. 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 If you're going to break a world, that's the good thing. The IPF is like, um, if you're going for a world record, it has to be at an international competition with international refs. So the yeah. standard is not, it's, it's high. It's of the highest. It's, it's of the high. It's so high. People get pissed off how low you got to go for depth. Well, good. So when I tell you it's an IPF world record, you can't, you're not going to question. You're not going to be, well, let me see the video. Nah, but you know, you know the standard, <laughs> right? We don't have yeah. to do this. <laughs> exactly. But uh, listen, guys, thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking the you questions. Um, I hope next world's, we have some of these showdowns, you know, maybe Daniel Clements is there. Uh, maybe Heather Connor's there and it'll be, it'll be absolutely bonkers to watch. Uh, but time will tell. Well, first we'll do Europeans. I'm sure we'll talk before that anyways. So good luck in training guys. Thank you for coming on. Thank you very Thank much. You. Man. See ya. Bye.